0: This is Jenny Allen and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting Made For This. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. Hey guys, it's Chloe. Super excited about today's episode because it is one from the Made for This archive that I was like, oh, this would be so perfect this week. And it's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. And I also wanted to make sure that you knew that Jenny has a YouTube account. And a lot of the episodes, or every episode with Jenny's teaching, we have put on a playlist on her YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, search Jenny Allen. We have tried to put tons of amazing content up on YouTube for you guys. And some of it's stuff that you can't find anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe. You can search Jenny Allen um, on YouTube and check it out. We hope this season has just met you right where you are. And I guess as the school year is winding down, we're headed into the summer months. We're just praying for you guys. So here you go. Here is Jenny talking about pressure. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. So here we go. Here's Jenny.
0: Hey guys, this week we're gonna talk about something that all of us feel that is really common and a big part of, I think, our our generation, pressure. We are all under, I think, exorbitant amounts of pressure and I wanna talk about how we live better under pressure because I don't see that pressure going away. I don't see myself waking up a few weeks, months, years from now, and all of a sudden living in bliss and not having any pressure anymore in my life. And I would say, woe to me if I do. We are not supposed to hate pressure. It actually can be a great thing. In fact, I've learned that pressure really is a good friend because what pressure produces in me is the best work. It produces great creativity and fantastic projects. It causes me to be more intentional with my relationships and my conversations. It forces me to depend on God because I can't usually accomplish all that is required of me in a given day, in a given week, in a given year without the power and strength of God entering and helping with these things. If I remove all the pressure from my life, I've then removed all my favorite parts. I've removed my job. I've removed my kids. I've removed difficulties in marriage. I've removed the stresses of keeping up with things I love, like my kids' sports and a lot of you know relationships that I treasure and love. So I, I think we all agree that like we're not looking at a future. The, the goal shouldn't be that we get rid of all the stress and pressure in our lives. We would be getting rid of really great other things. So what do we do with it? And how do we not dread it? And how do we build a world where we can live with the pressure and actually enjoy our lives still and not wish them away? So I'm going to share with you five ways to shift the way we view pressure and work so that we don't hate it, so that we don't dread it. Tim Keller says, we are continuing God's work of forming, filling, and subduing whenever we bring order out of chaos. Whenever we draw out creative potential, whenever we elaborate and unfold creation beyond where it was when we found it, we are following God's pattern of creative cultural development that is how he defines good work he says that when you take a mess and and chaos and and turn it into something beautiful and good and useful that that is meaningful good work and all of us are doing this so those of you that say i don't have a job i'm I'm a stay-at-home mom you have a job um (laughs) you do those of you that are students at university and you feel like you know what i don't have a job yet this isn't for me Yes, you do. You have a job and it's demanding and it's got pressure in it. So I'm talking about all kinds of work. Anytime you take the breakfast, I mean, this morning, I'm cleaning up the breakfast table from all my kids eating and it was chaos. And I turned that into thriving. That is meaningful work because when they come home, they can do their homework on it. It's a useful space it serves them and it brings blessing and flourishing. So all of us are working, all of us are creating, and all of us have pressure to do so. And so how do we do that with joy? So I want to talk about five different ways that we can shift our perspective. So number one, accept it. All work is important. It all matters. Quit fighting for a world without pressure. Quit fighting for a world where you don't have stress. That is just not going to happen. Or at least if it did happen, it would not be a very meaningful life. You want the things that contain stress and pressure because those oftentimes are the best things. And accept that all the work is important and i know it's hard to believe that the breakfast table you know cleaning is it really matters in the the history of the world you know but It does because the more we create thriving spaces, the more we create thriving people. And so if you're creating thriving spaces in your home, if you're creating thriving spaces in the world, in your workplace, even in your dorm, what I found was we actually, I mean, I'm going to go back to college and and tell you, we we decorated our room in sunflowers. It was the cheesiest thing. You know, this was back in the mid nineties. And so we decorated our room. It was just, but people would come in. We always played worship music. We lit candles. We had little Lamps. Like it was just the happiest place. And people came in our room from the entire hall. They loved being in our room. We would watch, have movie night in our room. And I really believe like creating beauty and creating thriving spaces blesses and ministers to people. And so don't underestimate the power of making simple things beautiful. And do not underestimate the power of changing diapers. I mean, I have these kids that are going off into college, and I have a different perspective on this than I did when I had toddlers. When I look back, I think to myself, the diapers mattered because no kid is going to get to the point where they care about discipleship and they care about you until you have met their physical needs. If they are left, in fact, You don't change the kid's diaper, you know, uh, social services is probably going to pick up your kids. So, you know, there's a reality to this of like this, there's there's some mundane tasks that don't feel significant, but added together over years and decades, you see committed long-term relationships and long-term thriving. And so we've got to view like our everyday work, whatever that everyday work for some of you are like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Whatever your everyday work is, the summation of it over time, I think of the incredible book, A Long Obedience Over Time. That is the idea here that we aren't afraid to do work that matters over a long time, even though it feels insignificant in the day. Number two, delegate, work with a team. Now, some of you are thinking, I cannot, I'm totally isolated in my job. I work from home or I'm totally isolated in the fact that I'm raising kids and I'm at home. Whatever is isolating is miserable. I'll just go ahead and say it. Now, some of you are introverts and you're like, no, it's not. I don't want to let people in my life. But guys, we were really built to live in community, even if that's not every day, all the time. We need people entering our life. And I would say, look around for ways to bring team into your life. So when I was working early on writing and all these things, I really didn't have any money. I was losing money on the work I was doing. And so bringing people in felt impossible. I mean, I couldn't pay them. But one thing I did was I asked for help even though I couldn't pay. So I mean, one of my good friends, Jessica Taylor, she designed my first few studies. In fact, Stuck is actually designed by Jessica Taylor. She did the cover and thankfully I I hope Yes, you got paid for that later. But but in the beginning, when there was no money, I just invited people in to help. And it was awesome. People wanted to help. They loved it. They loved being part of a mission. And they loved being part of a story. And, you know, we love being together. And so we would stay up late at night and we would work on it together. And, I mean, I remember those nights so vividly, even though they were years ago. And so I just invite people into the work, whatever that means. Now, some of you are stay-at-home moms. Let me just tell you this you have got, like, this is one thing I did over and over again. We would take our kids to each other's houses and then we'd clean that person's house together. I, I know that sounds crazy. We had a cooking club together where we all cook casseroles and then we deliver them Sunday night because we were cooking for just basically for our husbands and like little toddlers that didn't need that much. And so we would just divide things up and deliver it to each other. We lived life so well in those years. I don't look back at those years and I don't feel lonely. And there's a way to do any season of life with people. I mean, my friends, I'm, I work with an entire office of mostly single girls, and they are the most communal people you have ever met. They work together all day, and then they have fun at night, and they are on a kickball team together, and they play softball together in season, and I mean, they're just so fun. They are always doing life together because they're intentional, and they want to be in community and in deep relationships, and so anyway, it's just there's ways whatever season of life you're in to bring team into that pressure and into that work and to do it and have fun.
1: I started taking AG1 because I hated taking so many pills and vitamins in the morning and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I take AG1 right when I wake up in the morning before I start my day and take the boys in the car on the way to school and it makes me feel ready to take on my day and like I'm giving my body the nutrition that it craves. We want to thank Athletic Greens for their support, and they're offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this. AG1 has been one of my favorite daily consistent habits that I have started taking every single morning with just one scoop. I've noticed a difference in my digestion almost right away ag1 is a great bang for my buck because it replaces so many of my other supplements on top of all the supplements it replaces it's also a greens blend and a prebiotic ag1 is 75 vitamins minerals and whole food sourced ingredients that are high quality and give me major benefits like gut and mood support ag1 tastes so good it's like a combination of pineapple vanilla ish is the way i describe it AG1 is delivered every month so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit you can even take the single serving travel packs with you on the road so you never have to miss a day with AG1 taking good care of my body each day is really that simple Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash made for this that's athleticgreens.com slash made for this check it out
0: Number three, no pressure means no growth, no creativity. I cannot tell you how strongly I believe in this, that the pressure cooker of deadlines, I set deadlines for myself even if it's not a contracted project. So I will set a strict deadline and i make myself accountable to a team of people including my husband and say okay on this day i will turn in this project because without a pressure deadline i am not very creative and i'm not i'm just super lazy i kind of feel like oh i don't i don't have anything to do today and i'll wander targets so i kind of have to say even if it's not something under contract this is when I'm going to have this done. And I report it to a lot of people because I want to keep moving forward. So don't be afraid. I mean, sometimes you even have to set your own timeline and pressure. And I just, I produce better under pressure. It is Weird. I, I don't like it, but it works. And so when I am under the wire of a contracted deadline, I usually produce my best stuff because I'm working so hard and I'm completely fixated and focused on this project. And I think we can tend to wander. And so we need sometimes to create that pressure to be sure that we're getting the best work done. Creativity grows and blooms and blossoms under pressure. Number four, say get to instead of have to. This is a theme at If Gathering. We noticed ourselves acting a little bit like martyrs, especially for people that have really fun jobs. I mean, we get to create experiences and tools for women across the world to love God more. I mean, get a better job description than that. We love our job, but we found ourselves really stressed by our job a lot. IF gathering grew faster than we could have imagined. And while that's a positive to, you know, if you're listening right now, you might think, oh, poor you. But the truth is there was a lot of people to lead and it was a lot of pressure to keep up with it all and to build the infrastructure for it to actually, you know, succeed and to to last over time. And so the pressure of all that, I mean, I look back at those first five years of IF and I think, oh my gosh, like I didn't sleep well. I wasn't a happy person. Like it was just a lot of pressure. And so we realized we had started to become martyrs to that and thinking, ugh, like, life is so hard. We have such a hard job, poor us. And we didn't say that out loud, but it was exactly how we were acting all the time. And we went out to my sister's ranch. It's called Lost Valley Ranch. They run a dude ranch out there that's an incredible place. And and so we got to do a staff retreat out there for a few days. And so we, we go out there... And the team sat down with my team and they, you know, every day, these are post-college graduates that are cleaning toilets, that are planting flowers, that are tending to horses, that are doing really menial tasks. And they they talked about and we said, you know, how how does that feel like as a college grad to be cleaning toilets? And and they said, Oh, this is an amazing gift. Like the fact that we get to be part of creating a thriving space for individuals and families to come and to grow and to relax and to rest this is an incredible job and and yes cleaning toilets and planting flowers are part of it but we see it as we get to do this every day rather than we have to do this and we all were like crying and so moved and and we walked away and we committed as a team, we are going to live this way. We don't care what our day holds or what pressure awaits us or what it is we don't like about our job. We are going to see ourselves as people that get to do this instead of have to. So we have this saying and we, we post it backstage, um, can you believe we get to do this? And it has just shifted the way we view our work, that we get to be a part of this story, even if that means spreadsheets, even if that means a stressful conflict that we need to deal with that day, even if that means, you know, emails, It it is we get to do this instead of we have to. Number five, treat it like a friend, not an enemy. And I hope, you know, over this course of these few minutes that that you can already say, okay, I get it. I, I know we've got to, I've got to make peace. I've got to make friends with pressure because it really will be a boring waste of a life if we don't have some in our life. So don't be afraid of it. Even seek it out. You know, I I, I talk to so many people that have the most incredible dreams, but they never accomplish them. And the reason that years later I'll see them and they haven't accomplished it is because they have not set in place pressures and structures that cause the work to flourish and to happen. And no work flourishes. This isn't you. This isn't your personality. This is just the reality of life. If we don't set some pressure over us, some commitments to people, some deadlines, some structure as to how the work's going to actually get done, which all is a commitment. And we are commitment-phobic people. I get it. I mean, I am too. I hate it. We're actually dreaming of this incredible new project right now that I've believed in and thought about for probably 15 years since my kids were young. And as it gets closer to actually happening, I have this sick feeling about it. And it isn't because it's not supposed to happen. It's because I know how much work it's going to be. I know that we're going to need to hire some people. I know we're going to need to spend money. I know that all of a sudden I'm going to feel you know weight and pressure about another thing. But the truth is, I believe in this thing and I know it's worth it and that's sick feeling i'm going to press through it because i really believe that god has great purposes for this project and it's going to bless a lot of people through it but if i shut down because it's hard i would be missing the stories that that god's going to build through it if i am afraid of the pressure so don't be afraid of the pressure take a step today into pressure and see if god doesn't build beautiful things
1: guys. Chloe here. If you haven't already, can you make sure and go to follow the show on Apple iTunes or subscribe anywhere you listen, and then also rate and review the show because that's how people find the show. You would not believe the messages that we get from people all over the world who are listening every single week alongside you. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the made for this podcast.